0: Good morning. I'm Angela Davis, and you're listening to NPR News. So glad you could be with us today. How often do you get out of your comfort zone each week? What about each month? Maybe learning something new is a goal for you in 2024. You're never too old to try, and there are so many benefits, some of them unexpected. Today, I am talking about learning as an adult, whether it's a language, a sport, an art, or a technical skill, and having fun while we do it, because that is important, too. I have three guests with me today who are experts in this space. They've seen the benefits of adult learning firsthand in the Midji, in Grand Marais, and here in St. Paul. And as we talk about the classes that folks in Minnesota are taking, I want to hear from you too. How has learning a new skill or hobby as an adult changed your life? When you think about signing up for a class or trying something new, what gets in the way? What do you want to know about enrichment classes just for adults? The phone lines are open. Here are the numbers to call. You can call us at 651-227-6000. Again, that is 651-227-6000 or call 800-242-2828. Let's bring in our guests. Katie Momarts is here. Katie is the Community Programs Supervisor for St. Paul Community Education. She's here in the studio with me. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi. Good to see you. Nice to meet you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We also have Jenna excuse me, Jessa Frost joining us. Jessa is the Program Director for the North House Folk School in Grand Marais. Jessa is joining us remotely. Good morning, Jessa.
2: Good morning. Thanks for
0: having me. Hi, thanks for making time for us. We appreciate it. Also with us, we have Michaela Clyde. Michaela is the Adult Enrichment Facilitator for Bemidji Community Education. She is also on the line. Hi, Michaela. Hi, good morning. Hi. All right, Katie, I will start with you. I live in St. Paul and I get the community uh, at catalogs in the mail. I grabbed one off of my dining room table this morning and I've been flipping through it here in the newsroom. But you know what? I've never actually signed up for a class after all these years of looking at these classes and getting all excited about them. So in your experience, Katie, what is the value of learning something new, even if you're in your 40s or 50s or 60s or older?
1: Oh, there's so many things. I mean, it, you get to have the opportunity to um, pursue something that is self selected by you something you're already interested in, you're getting a chance to get back into school buildings, which you probably haven't been in for many years, particularly oh, man. if you don't have school age children. And um, It can help you boost confidence, help your self-esteem, maybe strike some interest-based friendships. Um, And there's a joy in learning when it's something
0: that you've chosen on Mm -hmm. your own. You saw me with my catalog in my hand, and I have been talking your ears off about this class, Macrame Macrame. Let's get naughty, K-N-O-T-T-Y. I, I told you I used to take a macrame class yes. at elementary school, and I haven't done this since the late 70s.
1: And those are some <laughs> of the trends that we're seeing is a lot of the things that, those 40, that us 40, 50, 60-year-old mm-hmm. people did when we were kids, they're all coming back. Macrame, Dungeons and Dragons, paper quilling. There's so many things that are that have cycled back
3: mm-hmm. into
0: the zeitgeist that we're seeing pop up for our classes and our our. Instructors, and uh, we wanted the producers and I wanted to do the show. We're like, we need to have more fun. And then have you found people just generally just having fun? Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, Whether it's pottery or
1: dance, you go to some of those dance classes or exercise classes, and people are shouting along with the instructor. (laughs) We've got acting courses and things that people are getting really engaged in or posting on social media or showing the dishes that they cooked in our culinary courses. Mm
0: -hmm. It's been really great to see the engagement that we've gotten from the community. All right. We're going to talk in more detail about the the variety of classes that people can take. But uh, Jessa? You're there in Marais at the North House Folk School. Why take that leap and go ahead and register for a class you've been thinking about? What would you say to that?
2: Well, I think part of the appeal of taking a class at North House in particular is our pretty remote location. Mm -hmm. I know um, for folks sometimes being able to fit a class in amongst all of the other things going on in your life, you need to fold the laundry and pick up the kids or be at work, um, When folks come to North House, the majority of our students are traveling for more than two hours to get here, Mm -hmm. and they're here almost on a retreat. They put it on their calendar, you know, three or six or nine months in advance, and they make reservations, and they come to the really sweet little town of Grand Marais, and they get to be right by Lake Superior and create that time and space that when they're here, they're here to learn and to engage And when the day is over, they get to go out for dinner or go back to their little cottage and hang out there um, and kind of get away from the day-to-day pressures of life and really focus on being able to learn and have practice some of that self-care everybody likes to talk about.
0: I'm imagining people taking before and after photos of themselves (laughs) uh, before the class. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see? Do you see people just generally, again, maybe um, just getting back to, to, to who they really are, at, at their core and just being just a little bit more more settled more peaceful
2: absolutely we see and hear all kinds of different reasons that people come to North house. A lot of times folks have been like you they've had the catalog on their table for five years and they say this is going to be the year uh, and we're here whenever the moment whenever the moment strikes you know after the pandemic when people started coming back in person more often, mm-hmm. I had one student mention this idea of what he called revenge learning. That he was here to take five classes this year because he wanted, he realized he wanted to learn these things and he hadn't had an opportunity in his life earlier and he Mm. wanted to kind of reclaim that space. And so I hear, we hear that from a lot of students, whether it's women who didn't get to take shop class when they were in high school because that wasn't what was appropriate or what was right. deemed appropriate for them or for whether girls.
0: it's right. Yeah.
2: For girls mm. or men who say, you know, my mom was a prolific knitter and she never taught me. Um So on a very, you know, on some of those levels, we we hear from folks who are looking for something that goes even a little bit beyond just fun, but with reconnecting mm. to, to a part of themselves that has somehow been lost or a tradition that has been, Broken in their family or in their culture,
3: mm.
0: Michaela. Uh, what are you seeing in Bemidji with people interested in taking a, a community education class and learning a new skill?
4: Yeah, I would say that it really creates a lot of meaning. Like when I think about um, re- like learning something new or you know continuing to learn, I believe that it really creates a lot of meaning in people's life and purpose. And and really, I would say that community aspect is really emphasized in Bemidji where. I've watched people, especially during our daytime classes, you know, those are our our participants who are retired, who are there, it's noon. And I've watched them come into my classroom, specifically in Bemidji, and they don't know each other at all. And they all of a sudden, they're talking about their grandkids and they're talking about their, their mm-hmm. jobs or their mm-hmm. hobbies. And just that is just forming where it's the, like, really like we were talking about that, you know, like that loneliness um, epidemic, mm-hmm. like people are just connecting. And it's because they're, you know, bonding over the things, like a hobby or a skill or whatever it may be, um, that they all have an interest in. And that is like kind of that icebreaker. And then from there, connection is just growing. And that's what I see a lot in Bemidji.
0: So what's hot in Bemidji with classes? In my notes, and I'm grabbing my glasses here, I have something (laughs) that looks like it says that you have a bagpipe class for beginners.
3: (laughs) Yes,
4: I do. popular? What's the
0: story there? well
4: I I have an instructor and who really I would say is like the heart of community ed you know I think it's in our mission statement that's about how you know our community members are both our active participants and our best resource and so this instructor he loves the bagpipes he is passionate about it and so it's a class he came to me he was like I would like to offer this he and and I was the first time I'm new to my job. I just started this fall. Oh. Um, and I, you know, when I was looking through our catalog at first, I was like, what bagpipes, you know, and I kind <laughs> of laughed about it. And then I just started having application after application, application come in. And, you know, we got like, eight people interested in it which is you know a small number but a very large number for such a specific thing.
0: Now do you you bring your own bagpipe or do you have them there?
4: (laughs) They had to order a practice canter Uh um, and there's a very specific spot it's not necessarily something you can just get off Amazon there is a specific place right now the name is blanking um, but they're in Michigan I do know that Um, and they order it and they come with their practice canters and a practice yes it's very cool it was the most like surprising thing to me as I took over this position, and it's been very cool to see it grow.
0: All right, we're going to talk more about the variety of classes that you are offering there. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, talking about learning something new as an adult for fun, community education classes, for example. What's your story? Have you taken a class to learn a new language and an art or? arts and craft skill, a musical instru- instrument, a cooking class? How about a computer class, a photography class? Tell us about it and what the experience did for you. You can call us at 651-227-6000 or 800-242-2828. Not surprisingly, the phone lines are are, are filling up, so I want to take a, fo- a few phone calls from listeners uh, before we proceed talking with our guests. Uh, in Oakdale, Dwayne's on the phone. Hi, Dwayne, good morning. What did you want to tell us? Good
5: morning. Good morning. Um, Yes, my name is Duane. I'm 60 years old. I'm taking two classes and teaching one. I had a ham radio license when I was young, and uh, I got away from it for several years. And this past June, I took a ham radio class through the Stillwater Amateur Radio Association and got my license. And now I'm learning Morse code along with that. And I find that there's a lot of men, especially older men, who are... Getting back to the electronics and radio and finding community and finding that it keeps their gray cells active, and it's a lot of fun. I'm also taking up at Marina and St. Croix a bluegrass jam session. I'm a beginner banjo player, and we're mm-hmm. uh, it's for beginner people to play music. And then my wife and I are beekeepers, and we are teaching a beekeeping class in the community education uh, in St. Paul. And so we have several people who are learning how to keep bees. So that's keeping us busy. It keeps my wife and I with something to talk about. And we have met several new people who share the hobby, and it's
0: a lot of fun. I want to be your friend. Banjos, beekeeping, Morse code. I love it. Thank you. That that's Dwayne in Oakdale, uh, and sixty years old. And, and I mean, he's not that old, but you can hear the joy in his voice about uh, learning something new, Katie.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. You can learn something new with community ed. And our instructors are from every walk of life, every age. We have another instructor who is in her 80s. And she does a cemetery tour through cemeteries in St. Paul and gives historical perspectives. And it it fills every single time. And she is hilarious and intelligent. And she also teaches knitting and houseplant therapy and pop-up cards. She has so many
0: different interests <laughs> and has been with us for 20 plus years. And let's address the price range, because there is a mm-hmm. price range. One of the things I like about community education classes is that some classes can be 10 bucks, some might be 100. And, and they may meet once, they may meet twice. It, it really is It varies. There
1: are flexible schedules, flexible times, and we actually have flexible payments too. We have a sliding scale Mm -hmm. um, option where when you go online to choose your price, there are some prices that are a little lower and some prices that are a little higher because we want to eliminate as many barriers as we can while still staying. And you have to pay the
0: instructors and maybe there's some fees for equipment.
1: We do our best to make it a one payment Payment. stop, and then we will reimburse instructors for supplies just to make it even less complicated.
0: Right. I mean, but your expenses, which is why you charge at all. Oh, yes. Mm Okay, let's take another phone call as we're talking about uh, learning as an adult, uh, taking a class uh, for fun Uh, in Minneapolis. Bree's on the phone. Hey, Bree, what are you doing? Hi.
6: Um yeah, so I'm 31 years old and I recently learned how to roller skate so that I could learn how to play roller derby.
0: Oh my. You must be coordinated. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> how's uh, it going?
6: Uh, it, it's going amazingly. I have made uh, so many friends from it. We, you know, we hang out even outside of practice. Um, I feel so accomplished, um, you know, challenged in the best way. It's so much fun. And I honestly, signing up to do this is one of the best decisions I've ever made.
0: And so, uh, so you said you're in your 30s. And uh, do you think, you know, were you just looking to make new friends? Or is this something you've always just really wanted to do and never had a chance to break?
6: Honestly, I went to a bout for Minnesota Roller Derby last year in January Mm -hmm. and I fell in love within about five minutes and I just thought this is something that I need to try and this was like one of the first times that I like followed through on that, really Mm -hmm. followed through on something that I was passionate about and yeah, I signed up for the next available slot. They've got a training program called Windchill and yeah, by June I was learning how to skate for them.
0: That's great. Thank you. That's Bree in Minneapolis uh, in Duluth. Ashley's on the phone. Hi, Ashley. What do you want to tell us about taking a class as an adult to learn something new?
7: Hi, I think some of my teammates are listening. Um, I am a player for the Duluth Mother Puckers women's hockey team.
0: Okay, what did you, uh, what did
7: you say, Ashley? What is the name of the team? <laughs> it is Duluth Mother P-U-C-K-E-R-S. Gotcha so
0: you so you're uh playing hockey for the first time as an adult, or what's the story? I
7: just learned as a thirty seven year old last January how to skate and oh, play hockey. granted, right. I am not the best skater out there, but we're open to all walks of life, any skill level, um, you know all genders welcome and this is the most amazing and loving and supportive and fun group of people I, I could ever hope to, you know, have met. Um, we do our own separate kind of skill areas, but then we all play together and we do events and we all support each other. Um, I have two, I have a 15-year-old daughter who plays and a six-year-old daughter, and I wanted to learn to skate with them. Mm -hmm. away from them and their judging eyes of (laughs) course
0: (laughs) those judging eyes I know
7: (laughs) right yeah and Uh. I somehow fell into this with these women and you know some of the other hockey board stuff I'm involved in and anyone who's listening you gotta try it just Uh. Push love- your anxiety aside, push any mm-hmm. fears aside, and you will you will be grateful to yourself for for trying anything new.
3: Uh,
0: Ashley in Duluth, hey, thank you for sharing that story, Ashley. Uh, Jessa, uh, you're there and Grandma Ray. What do you think of uh, what you heard there? Uh, people really just again stepping out of the comfort zone and and doing you know just stuff that they've thought about and always wanted to do.
2: I feel like a lot of the callers represent really typical stories of North House students. You know, the first caller who said, "Oh, I do beekeeping and ham radios and." Um, <laughs> People who come, come to North House, and I think folks um, who get involved in this kind of thing, are sort of serially curious, right? You learn, you come to North House and you learn to make your own sausage. And in the other classroom, you saw some people making brooms. Well, maybe you want to try <laughs> broom making. Sausage. The next time you think, maybe it'll be fly fishing. And so mm-hmm. I think once it's a little bit, I, I used to joke that it can be really contagious. And I don't very often anymore mm-hmm. because we don't want to think about about that. But we I think being around other folks who are curious and who are into learning can just fuel so much energy and passion in your life.
0: Okay, so you've you've given us a couple of examples of classes there at the North House Folk School in Grand Marais, making sausage, making brooms. What are some of the other classes you want people to know about Jessa?
2: Oh my goodness. We have, we offer around 350 classes a year in about 18 different teaching themes. Yeah. So folks come up here and learn to make shoes. They This weekend we have classes where people are building an Adirondack chair. Folks are learning about caribou hair tufting. Um, Folks are baking artisan bread and uh, the list just goes on and on. And we, we are approached by primarily folks in Minnesota and in the Upper Midwest, mm-hmm. but we have instructors who come from all over the country and a growing group of international instructors who come to teach things that are taught very few places in the world. And it's mm. it's pretty amazing that they come to Grand Ray to do that. We have a new series of classes coming up with a Japanese cooper uh, this coming fall, which is pretty exciting.
0: What does what sort of going to what does a Japanese coopering cooper is t- teach? I yeah, what coopering
2: is. is Making a bucket. Um, and what? coopering is a is a traditional craft uh, that exists in cultures all over the world, huh. right? You picture buckets from colonial times, but there are, all different ways to do it. But it's basically putting pieces of wood into a circle and doing it with such skill that it holds water. Um, So we offer a, a, a European style coopering class every year. And in fact, it was just this December and we had students ranging in age from 22 to 80 years old in that class. Because who doesn't want to make a bucket?
0: So now I'm imagining these classes uh, sound like they might be more expensive. What's the range in the registration fee for some of these very specialized classes, Jessa?
2: Yeah, the range in in fees here is from about $95 a day up to about $125 a day, depending on the class, Mm -hmm. and then materials fees, depending on uh, what you're making. And
0: they're often one day all day? There are
2: typical classes two to three days in length, but they span all the way up to a couple of weeks if you're going to build a canoe or build yourself a timber frame. Right. So they're different from a community ed model. Yes. Uh, Folks coming up to North House, but there are folk schools all over the state. Minnesota mm-hmm. is actually kind of a hotbed of folk school activity uh, that typically offer yes. shorter classes too.
0: Right, but what's such beautiful skills that, that we can we can learn that we have access to, uh, Michaela? Uh, we mentioned bagpipe classes there, and uh, um, among the community education classes held there. What else uh, in Bemidji can people, uh, you know, a class they can take? Because so many people, you know, uh, will go there over the summertime for like a, a lake vacation. What do, you, what do you suggest or what can you tell us about?
4: Yes. So uh, speaking of summer, in in Bemidji, we don't really offer as many community ed classes in the summer um, because we are such a lake town. It's hard to get people to be like, I'm going to commit. People in Bemidji are just like, <laughs> once it's warm,
1: mm-hmm. they're out. They're <laughs>
4: outside. They don't want to be controlled by a, a schedule by any means and so we have right now that's just not a part of our program um, we just encourage people to be outside when right. it's finally summer here um, so your winter months
0: but, are, are really busy yeah, so what's yeah, going on fall
4: and winter and busy are very busy times um so we have a, a wide variety of fitness classes we have many yoga classes and dance classes um that are Every form of dance, at least this year, we are offering, and it's been really great to see. Um, We also have quite a few cooking classes and bread-making classes and... we have also a lot of journaling classes. I have a lot of former teachers who are just passionate Mm. about passing on the the art of writing. And so I have quite a few like journaling classes, writing your life story classes, Mm. um, which are yes, very fun and engaging. We also have some like more, you know, general classes that are things like, using Amtrak that's been one of our most popular classes recently practical Um, skills yeah yes and it has filled up it was another class that was surprising to me as I've been taking over using
0: Amtrak so you're more comfortable traveling right
4: yes exactly Hmm. and people are crazy and I think it is really that post-pandemic um Mm -hmm. idea of people are like I want now that I can I want to be out there and I want to do it and I want to feel safe while doing it and it's been really cool to see i also have some learning to skate classes you know hockey is yeah. big in bemidji and so you know we have some like learning to skate ice class or my um, skate classes for adults as well as, yeah yes and, for adults
0: mm-hmm. yeah you, and um i think I, I i'm just not balanced enough to do that that would that be good for me but i I, <laughs> I think i can see why that would be popular and you know we just heard from you know a young woman learning how to uh Ice skate and play hockey in her 30s. So that's really, yes. Awesome. All right. Yes, exactly. Again, we're talking about learning something new as an adult for fun. Community education classes. For example, what's your story? Call us at 651 227 6000 or 800 242 2828. Lots of listeners eager to tell us the story. Let's go to Bloomington where Natalie is on the phone. Hi, Natalie. What did you want to share with us?
8: Hi. Yeah. So, I thought it was interesting before when you were talking about how a lot of crafts are sometimes skills that are broken in tradition mm. that families do. My mm. mom and I are signing up for a sewing class together because her mom never taught her how, and we want to learn together. So we're very That's excited.
0: Beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, so sewing, like using the sewing machine is what you're talking about?
8: Yeah. It's one of those things where like it's, A lot of crafts, right, are are valuable skills. They're things that are super fun, but there's also like a utility to knowing how to do something yourself. And so...
0: How to we thread got machines the that
8: are matching. It's really cute. <laughs> I'm 24. She's um, almost 60. And so mm-hmm. we're just going to learn together. I'm preparing to get married. And there's a lot of things that are a lot less expensive if you can do it yourself.
0: Right. I was, you know, I like to share. I was the home economics queen back in the day. but I've lost oh, a lot of my skills. So Maybe I can get in there with you and your mom because I, I, I was given a lovely gift of a beautiful sewing machine. I'm like, oh, I don't remember how to use it. <laughs> So thank you. You've inspired me. That's wonderful. I hope you and your mother have a, a great time, and and you're looking forward to spending that time with her too, Natalie. I would assume.
8: Yeah, she's mm-hmm. kind of my bestie. So a lot Aww. of people are saying all of these really fun uh, mm-hmm. hobbies of things, and we just want to know how to hem our pants together and stuff, <laughs> and not have to pay for it. So
0: that sounds great. Thank you, Natalie, uh, in Minneapolis. Let's talk to James, uh, who's listening this morning. Hi, James. Are, are you taking classes?
9: Oh um, hi, yes. um, hi Angela. Hi. I love your program. I've been listening to it for years. Thank and, you. Um, I just finished a class, um, a large class. I'm um, and I, I am interested in that bag. big, big uh, bagpipes. What was it? Uh,
0: beginning bagpipe. bagpipes. pipes.
9: Does that mm-hmm. does that sound cool or what? It right. Um, I have spent. I'm fifty five. I've spent most of my life working as a designer, designing mobile apps and uh, websites, and I'm, I'm pretty well known in that community. And when the pandemic hit, I found myself isolated in my house and just staring at a computer and doing Zoom calls, and it felt real like soul zapping. Mm-hmm. And I just finished um, I just finished a program for over the road truck driving. Um, I got hired by a truck driving company, and I, you know, driving a huge semi truck was not really in my wheelhouse. And even though I've always wanted to do it, and it was an intense program, it was about five weeks. Um, I can actually back a huge semi up now. I spent most of my life backing computers up.
0: All right, now, James. I, <laughs> that sounds I, great. I,
9: I feel like I have next week I'm heading out on the road with a trainer. It's the phase two portion of this company and they're paying me for it and everything. So you went to truck driving
0: school. You went to truck driving school, truck driving school. I'm sorry. I didn't, maybe I didn't
9: clarify that, but, um, yeah, to drive a big 18 wheeler, you know, like the big trucks that drive by and you're like, they have the horns. So it was always something I wanted to do when I was a young kid. And, um, I I I feel really um, I feel like I have this new fire in my soul, and I'm going to take my art as a designer, and I'm going to do photography and stand up comedy on the road, and um, and I I a lot of people that are over fifty that I've worked with have reached out to me, and they they have told me how how inspired they are that I just like up and shifted gears, no pun intended, <laughs> and. And I think the one thing I learned from trucking school is when you're backing up, you always turn the wheel towards your problem. And maybe that's what life is like too. And we only have one life. So if anyone is thinking about doing it, just fricking do it. Don't even, don't even double think, don't even think it because life is so short and I wish I would have done this five years ago. And You know what, now I'm already thinking I'm gonna do truck driving for five years and I've always wanted to be a barber, so maybe I'll do that next. And
0: You said you have the fire back in your the fire back in your soul again, James, is what you said.
9: I do, and the people I'm talking to, they're like like some of my friends, I was talking to this friend of mine and she's like, God, James, you seem so passionate (laughs) And I'm like, I'm making less money, but I'm gonna see the world. I'm heading to New York on Monday.
0: Oh, James, thank you for, for sharing your story with us. Uh, I appreciate it. Woo, uh, Michaela, what what do you think about that? Uh, James, you know, designed mobile apps. Now he's driving, you know, big trucks.
4: Yeah, I think that that is amazing. And I think that's really the like the heart of being a lifelong learner that like we I think as human beings are created to like see something maybe we could perceive it as a challenge. And, and then we want to conquer that. We want to come over it and like, look back and say like, look what I just did. Like I did that. Um, and I think that is kind of what, you know, lifelong learner is like, where you're like, okay, I've done this. Now I'm going to learn to do that. And you just continue. And, and then you become a person who just has this <clears throat> repertoire of all mm-hmm. these wild experiences and skills that you've done your whole life.
0: Jessa, uh, James is on the road. You might see him pulling up there in Grand Marais. What did you hear in his story?
2: You know, what I loved hearing about that is that idea of passion and and getting in touch with that. I think I mean not to be grandiose about it, right? But like this is the core of what it is to be human, to be creatively engaged, to make stuff and um and we I think if we don't feed that part of ourselves, the rest of it just starts to feel Like what's the point? Um, And so I love hearing all the different ways that people are people are able to do that. And I would say one of the best parts about participating in classes anywhere, really, is that you also get to meet your fellow students, who are people who have the same curiosity and the same. Uh, desire to to do something interesting and add to their add to their life and their knowledge, and that is one of the huge side benefits of being in these classes is you meet really cool people.
0: Um, Katie, uh, what what do you have to say about what James shared with us?
1: I think that James gave us a great example of the different areas of community ed too, because you have your enrichment classes. But here in St. Paul, we also have our adult basic education and commercial driver's license is part of that program. So there's such a wide variety within community ed. If you're looking for something that's enrichment, if you're looking to maybe get your GED or, or learn English as a second language, there are so many different opportunities that you can take either
0: through enrichment or through adult basic ed. And uh, I want to mention some of the technology classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, know your smartphone i mm-hmm. love this know your smartphone one know your smartphone two smartphone three smartphone four you can really explore all the k- capabilities of your smartphone which sounds great and then another one i i, I really like here the side hustle s- side hustle success in the gig economy how to write a business plan. I mean, there's just a lot.
1: Yeah. And the great that, thing about uh, the classes you just mentioned, particularly Side Hustle um in the gig Economy, is that one is also online. So right. if you do have uh, transportation issues, can't get out to a school, maybe don't live in St. Paul, you can still take a class with us through some of
0: our online options. And typically you don't have to live in the county where the classes are offered. You right? do not. All no. right. Mike is with us this morning. Hi, Mike. What did you want to tell us?
10: Good morning. Hi. Um, I just wanted to comment that, uh, you know, to the community educa- education, I took a, uh, a timber framing class at the Avon Hills Folk School in Avon, Minnesota.
0: Okay. Tell me, Mike, what is timber framing?
10: Uh, timber framing is so typically houses are built with, you know, two by four stud walls and, and you put it all together with sheeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, timber framing is an older Um, how houses and barns and stuff used to be built where you have large timbers that build the structure of the house with very complex joinery, um, at the, the joinery points. And then, um, the frame is built up like in a barn raising, you know, you can think of it that way.
0: Wow. And had you had any experience?
10: Zero. I had never, I, I. I'm a former automotive technician turned engineer, so wood isn't really in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decided to take a leap of faith with a friend, and I had expressed some some interest in, you know, opening a different chapter in in my personal life and working with wood a little bit. And that you know that seemed really fulfilling. And they were building a structure for the uh, the folk school there, and they wanted the students to to be part of that. So
0: was it a great experience we, for you?
10: It was incredible. Um, yeah, many different people from different walks of life. Um, it was a very different change of pace for me. Um, so it was full days. I took a week off work and we, we basically worked outside and we got to work with each other and mm. solve problems together. And, you know, like I said, different backgrounds. So I got to meet people who could explain things to me and I could explain, um, you know, like blueprint reading to other people because I had done that before.
3: Mm-hmm.
10: Um, but the instructor was top-notch the I was surprised at how affordable the class was I didn't have to bring any of my own tools they had stuff right there for me so the cost of entry was you know once you something like timber framing you would think it takes a lot of um, tools and equipment and it's the cost of entry would be really difficult but it allowed me to explore that without um, having to go purchase that stuff beforehand.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Oh, Mike, thank you uh for sharing that. That's uh Mike and Fergus Falls. Uh Jessa is uh, timber framing. Is that something that North House Folk School in Grammeray uh has offered before?
2: Absolutely. That's been one of the classes that's been with us since 1997 when we mm-hmm. started and that it, timber we cannot offer enough timber framing classes. The Instructors are incredible. The experience of like building a really big structure with other people, like the caller described, is mm-hmm. is really incredible. And there aren't a lot of places to learn it. Um, I know Avon Hills Folk School has um, been finding a lot of traction down there, and it's great to hear that folks are having that that experience um, in lots of places because mm-hmm. it's it's really fills your soul to to learn something new and like uh, like the caller said, getting to um, come to a place that has a lot of those expensive tools so that you can experience it without having to make a huge investment. That's one of the things we do at North House. You know, if you want to learn wood turning or you want to learn weaving on the floor loom, like getting started in that is a huge expense um, to purchase that equipment. But we have it here. So you can try it and see what you think, see if it's for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's uh, take another call from a listener in Minneapolis. Leah is on the line. Hi, Leah, what do you want to tell us about taking a class as an adult?
11: Hi, thank you. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Um, My first class I took right after I retired was Pickleball for Beginners.
3: Mm -hmm. And it
11: was inside, and I thought that would be a great thing to learn. And I was proud of myself because I usually don't go do things by myself. Um, So it was great. Everyone was so nice, and most people were younger than me. And then I took a Spanish class, and then I took swing dance with a friend of mine and that was great. I've always wanted to learn to do that and right now I finished the course this past um, summer in um, stroke development for swimmers because I never really had an official swim class although I could swim and my instructor was an 18 year old and everyone else in the class was in their 20s and it's just been really fun mixing with different generations (laughs) so now I'm taking swimming again and a yoga class, and an online strength and fitness kind of class. But I just really feel like it's made me my world open up a little bit, and there's so much around to try.
0: Right. It sounds like you have some new friends, Leah. Yeah.
11: Aww. And <laughs> yeah, one woman, when I, when I went back to Spanish class, I saw her at the school where we had pickleball, and she was going back to pickleball again, and she... She said, you're not even dressed for pickleball. What are you
0: doing? <laughs> so and, it was just really fun. And How old are you uh, now, Leah? How old are you?
11: I'm 65.
0: 65. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm glad you're having fun. Leah there in Minneapolis uh, in Roseville. Let's talk to Eileen. Eileen's on the phone. Hi, Eileen. What kind of classes are you taking?
12: Hi, Angela. Hi. Um, I started out last summer taking classes with the St. Paul Community Add um, adult education, and it may have saved my life. Um, I started out with French and also a really fun hand drumming class. Um I continued with French for the last three semesters because I'd taken it in high school. But my mom's family came from Montreal, and so I thought, well, I'm going to learn this all over again. Um, it came in very helpful for me because this is more about what the class did for me than what I studied, because Mm -hmm. I was my mom's sole caregiver Mm -hmm. um, for the last nine years, and it really was the one connection I had. I worked a part-time job um, with only a couple of other people, and um, even though one of the classes was Zoom, it was just nice to connect to people, have an intellectual Mm -hmm. um, pursuit to engage in, and... My mom passed away just before Christmas, mm. and so now I'm in another class of French, and it's just what I have to carry me through and help me adapt to not caring for my mom anymore.
0: So you you were already going, Eileen, through a very isolating time as her caregiver when she was ill, and so this this Zoom class and setting in French, it was your community. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I say it saved my life. Mm-hmm. Life-saving. I'm so sorry that, that you lost your mother, Eileen. I bet. Was she aware that you were taking this class, Eileen? Did she yep. know you were studying French? Were you talking and practicing with her and letting her hear you speak?
12: Um, she was a little bit beyond that. She mm-hmm. preferred TV. She <laughs> was 99. Mm-hmm. Um
0: but you've heard, but, uh, um, Eileen, that, that people talk about um, the companionship that these the, these classes have offered, and that's something that you you can testify exactly. that you saw.
12: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, no, it was the support and mm-hmm. going in and being able to be just me and doing something I wanted, mm-hmm. something I felt very strongly about and something I wanted to do. For you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, winter came and I just didn't want to deal with the roads, so I haven't gone back to the hand drumming class. That was one I did in person, not on Zoom, and that was absolutely fantastic. It's fun and the great instructor, but, you know, I can only say the greatest things about, you know, if you're older, I'm 65, mm-hmm. and if you are dealing with something like caregiving, to just even have a Zoom class for a couple hours a week is so... Soul healing.
0: Healing, right. Eileen, thank you so much for for sharing your story, uh, and I appreciate hearing from you, and I'm I'm glad that you're doing well, and I'm I'm glad that that French is going well. That's a beautiful language.
12: Uh, No, I wish I was, you know, better at hearing it,
3: but Mm -hmm.
12: it's fun, and I have lots of context to apply it to, and everybody in the class has different experiences that they're going out and doing with their French. Mm -hmm. So... It's just very enriching.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Eileen. Katie, so she's doing this through uh, St. Paul Community uh, Education, life-saving. First off,
1: I want to say how honored I am to have been a part of that for you. And I know the exact class that you're talking about. And that instructor has feedback about the kind of community that he creates in his classes. I think the last few years, we have were told to bubble up. For a lot of reasons. And now it's time to unbubble. It's time to get out into the community and meet people you wouldn't normally meet normally run into. And to have those opportunities, whether it's online, whether it's in person to just try to create something that is really just for you.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm so thrilled that you've had that amazing experience with us. Um, we talked about loneliness being a big problem in this country. We know the U.S. Surgeon General even called it an epidemic last year. And so, uh, Jessa, Michaela, are you seeing loneliness in your communities? Uh, Jessa, what can you say about what you're hearing from people who come through Grammar Ray?
2: You know, one of the things that is pretty amazing about about the groups of folks who take classes here is that quite often people go on and stay in touch and because a lot of times they're coming, you know, they'll, half the class will be, have driven up from the Twin Cities area. And we'll find out later that they had a class reunion at a coffee shop to, and everybody brought the braided rug that they were working on, you know, a month later <laughs> or, um, or even like a year later, we'll hear about classes that had reunions. And so I think, Um, that ability to meet people and create a sense of connection over a shared interest is, can be really powerful. Like the, like the caller described and oftentimes it lands at a people choose to participate in these classes at significant moments in their life, maybe when they're grieving, maybe mm-hmm. when they're feeling lost. And they're sitting next to somebody um, who's also just up to have a fun weekend. And so there's there can be some really interesting sharing that happens with folks in an environment that feels a little bit unexpected, where you're a little bit vulnerable, right? You're all trying to speak French or trying to thread a needle or trying to <laughs> use a tool you've never seen before. And right. you get to meet and connect with people in a, in a way that's different than maybe uh, comes across on a day-to-day basis.
0: And Michaela, uh, people taking classes through Bemidji Community Education, have they had some conversations with you about dealing with loneliness?
2: Yes, exactly. Like
4: I I think it's, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. <laughs> um, I Across the boards, I would say people, whether it's expressed or um, something they keep inside, are really dealing with that loneliness um and there's a lot of factors that go into it but i kind of piggybacking off of um the last thought there of of the the commonality i think it was like c.s lewis who said like you know friendship is formed in that moment where you say what you two? i thought i was the only one and so Mm -hmm. i think people are really forming those kinds of friendships you know like I I took a curling class and entered a curling class and I first of all would like curling to that I will did you yes. say
0: curling okay mm-hmm.
4: yes and and I like to tell you like I will not be going to the Olympics like you know like <laughs> it was it was not a great experience for me in the sense of like I I I would not be um yeah I will, I will not be candidate for any curling teams anytime soon but it was a great experience and from that I have watched so many people go on they've joined our curling club here in Bemidji and they really found. A place to belong, a place to be, and meet new people. Maybe that's already outside of their already, you know, um, groove of who they who they know. Um, and that's just been really cool to see how people plugged in and how it's really been an answer to a lot of that. And I and I'd love to see that continue to grow in our community and the communities across the Minnesota and, and our country.
0: All right, let's take more calls from our listeners in St. Paul. Carrie's been waiting. She's on the line. Uh, and Carrie, what did you want to tell us about taking a, a class to learn something new?
13: Hi, this is Terry. Terry, sorry um, about that. Uh, yes. No no problem. Um, I volunteer for an organization called Prepare and Prosper. Yes. And it's an organization that prepares taxes for low-income people. Mm-hmm. And they're all over the Twin Cities and they have other similar organizations all over the state in order to volunteer in any position, you have to take classes through the IRS and pass those classes. So I like to prepare taxes. So I take the, the IRS tax preparation classes and you have to have to like it and you have to, you know, kind of like Mm -hmm. math and like government questions, but (sighs) any position there. Any position there, even if you just do intake, um, you have to take a class for that. Um, and it's, it's all very fun and straightforward. And they can always use other volunteers. So if you like math and want to do taxes or if you can speak other languages and want to help low-income people, it's really rewarding. So I encourage anyone to check it out. The classes are free you take the classes through them, and you learn a lot every year.
0: Oh, I'm so grateful for people like you who enjoy doing taxes and who volunteer to help others. Uh, thank you, Terry uh, And Savage, let's talk to Renee. Hi, Renee.
14: Hi there. Just wanted to let you know that I took a class from North House Folk School in Ray. It was at a, t- um, this was a few years ago. I had just left a stressful job, and I just wanted to do something completely different. And what I did was take a three-day blacksmith class, and pounded hot metal and made a great knife and had a great time and recommend it to anybody who just wants to get out of their comfort zone.
0: I like that. Uh, tell me tell me more about that stressful job. Like you you left it, right? Cuz you recognized it just yeah. was unhealthy for you.
14: <laughs> well, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it was <laughs> an insurance insurance uh, desk mm-hmm. job. I was kind of chained to my desk and I just needed something really physical and there's nothing like pounding hot metal to to really get your body into a new zone.
0: Right. And you made knives.
14: We did. We made We made knives. We made one knife, and um, I, it took three days. The metal ca- actually came from a, a Honda Civic Spring. I mean, it was just crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> the structure cool. was super creative. And just, you know, being around, uh, there was just nine of us, um,
3: uh,
14: men and women. And um, it was great. It's just a positive experience to try to just do something completely different. meet new people and
3: that's a great great
14: school they have all sorts of stuff so Highly
3: recommend
0: it. Oh, wow. Uh, We're running out of time, but I just want to summarize some of the other folks who are on hold. We can't get to, but people are calling in to tell us about square dancing classes, uh, also theater classes, skiing classes, all kinds of things uh, people are are taking, which is so uh, encouraging. Uh, And in just our our, our last minute here, uh, again, um, you know, Jessa there uh, at the North House Folk School uh, learning something that uh, maybe you have no idea what you're doing. It must be fun to watch people have that boost of confidence that they can do it?
2: Oh, my goodness. It's it's one of the coolest parts of my job. Um, and I think one of the things that comes through here is that it. the point isn't to take these classes to make, you know, to carve the best wooden spoon that's ever been carved. <laughs> the point is to carve a spoon, to be a beginner, to make something yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a big part of our culture here is like, You just start and it's not about being the best. It's just about doing it in community.
0: All right. Well, Katie, I've got the catalog. I'm going to take that macrame class. I'm (laughs) going to do it for you. Wonderful! I look forward (laughs) to seeing you there. Okay. All right. Let's get naughty. That's right. Macrame class. That'll be my first step in 2024. I've enjoyed this conversation so much. We've been talking with Katie Momarts, the community program supervisor for St. Paul Community Education, as well as Jessa Frost, the program director for the North House Folk School in Grand Marais, and Michaela Clyde there in Bemidji, the adult enrichment facilitator for Bemidji Community Education. Thank you for the work you're doing. And uh, thank you to all our listeners who shared your beautiful stories.